Hello and uh, welcome back to your weekly album holics episode. My name is Aurelio, and I have an addiction to listening to albums. I That's, think you think, or you know, <laughs> I think. Right. I don't know. After this week. Yeah. Well, my name's Andy, and I know I have an addiction, but you're right. After this week. <laughs> Well, anyways, uh, for those of you who did not listen to last week's episode, this week we have Hole, which uh, made famous by Courtney Love, the former wife of uh, Kurt Cobain. Yeah. So she was pretty, I wouldn't say huge, but she was decently well-known in the 90s for her antics and lifestyle and being married to Kurt Cobain, you know. Killing Kurt Cobain. I don't know, man. I don't know about that. I mean, either she did it or she drove him to it. Let's be honest here. That is... Yeah, maybe. I, I don't, don't think she actually killed him. I know. I'm not trying to get a defamation lawsuit because I said Courtney Love killed... But anyways... <laughs> nobody's going to listen to this. Except hey, for like... Hey, got like people. five people, man. Yeah, yeah. But nobody that's going to sue us over it. You never know. Dude, could you imagine the publicity... If we That's actually true. did. That is true. Maybe Some we'd pie. get famous yeah. off of that. It'd blow up. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> New life goal right there. Yeah. Just try to get, <laughs> hey, you know, that's that's a popular thing amongst people nowadays on YouTube. Like, hey, yeah. Trying to. It's just a prank, bro. Anger somebody to, just to get the exposure. No such thing as bad publicity. But anyways. Should we get in? But into there is this? such thing as bad albums, and should we get in the first one? Man, this is not a bad album. This is an S, okay? Bro. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, first album here. Pretty on the inside. Andy. Let's talk about think? the genres it says. Punk okay. rock, mm-hmm. noise rock, and art rock. That's just trying to polish a turd. No, it's art punk, okay? Oh, whatever. Get Who it cares? right, man. I agree with Courtney Love on this album. <laughs> Sucks. That album is like... A- hey... She said it was unlistenable. Okay, she didn't say it sucked. <laughs> it says nothing melodic and unlistenable. At that point... This this was her retrospective look into this after I don't know how many years or when she quoted this. But like 2011, so 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, and you know, 10 years after the album came out, I think. Yeah, 91 was when this album came out. But yeah, Andy... I'm assuming you gave this like a... A C minus? Maybe even a D? Yeah. Look, the like the hardcore punk sound, I hate the hardcore punk sound. I like songs with punk mm-hmm. influences, and there's some part. But this hardcore, I mean, blending elements of punk rock and sludge metal. Wow, mm-hmm. what two great genres to bring yeah. together. Her screaming vocals the entire time. Yeah. Sloppy. Punk ethics. Oh. This album. The only thing I will say is about this album is like the energy they brought to everything was great. Yeah. And maybe that's what people like about punk rock. But from like a music standpoint, Mm -hmm. bruh. I mean, I, I don't really get how this, okay, music's objective, right? Let's be honest. Yeah. But I mean, this album, we just, last week we went through a bunch of Toby Keith albums that got platinum. 
Mm-hmm. And they had nothing about this. Yeah. This thing, this album... Has like a massive... It's a Wikipedia page. Information on this album. Lyrics, background, artwork, producers, yeah. everything. Like It's crazy. And, you know, vinyl LP versions have been released, really, reissued several times. Yeah. For an unlistenable album by the person who wrote it. <laughs> what? Like, the, there's composition. There's there's things about musical arrangements. Yeah. Like, I give this a call classic, but, bro. And I, I would say that it's... It, I could see it as a cult classic because I believe this is mostly a female band. It's a female-fronted band. But yeah, I think it's mostly... They're one of the most success, successful female-fronted bands of all time. Yeah. Because there's not there's not a lot of female-fronted bands that are, like, hardcore like this. Um, and that's why there comes one every now and then. You know, I was going to uh, mention Kitty as another one. I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but they're an all-female. Yeah. Kind of in the same style, like, really hardcore punk, maybe metal. Um but they're more of a 2000s type of band. But uh, I definitely see this band as an influence for girls out there who, you know, are sick of hearing men all the time in, you know, the hardcore punk or metal scene. Um, so they finally have a woman up there who can talk about their life experiences, which is a lot of what this album is, is a lot of her personal life experiences, which are some weird weird things um but i mean i thought it was okay i gave it a c to c plus um mainly mainly based on the fact that i thought it was something completely different based on what i've ever heard i guess um i didn't really like a lot of the songs (laughs) that's fair i did like teenage whore and garbage man um again some interesting you can probably guess what the song was about based on the title of the song, you know? Yeah. So, um, but I thought it was okay. I mean, it's, it's an acquired taste. <laughs> and yeah, I think, sure and I think is. it's catered to, you know, the young teenage female audience who have some sort of like pent up anger and, or have had some traumatic experiences with whatever, um, in high school or at home or whatever, and they can listen to this and relate and release. You feel like they've are heard by somebody else who's experienced that same type of thing. So, and a lot of hardcore punk, I feel, does not translate as well out of the live setting into like a a record. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of hardcore punk is about the live show. Yeah, the energy and, that they bring to yeah. the show. Which, but. Def- Man, everything else in this album though was like rough to listen to. <laughs> and it didn't even have like most of the songs weren't even the benefit of being a punk rock song, where they're two minutes maybe. Yeah, it was like five minute songs up and down this album. Mm-hmm. There was um. <laughs> so did you hear uh, Star Belly? Yeah, I did not. I thought that was song was super weird. It just contained a bunch of samples of from other 46, songs. Yeah, yeah, it, and it was. They were like, like they were recorded from a radio broadcast, you know, uh-huh. really low quality and whatever. And um, I thought that was super weird. Uh, yeah, I also didn't like Clouds. No. I was really fucking annoyed at that song. It had 
a really I did not like the guitar riff on it and then she was just like screaming into the microphone like mouth over the microphone like it sounded so distorted and everything yeah I wonder so. how Joni Mitchell feels about that version of her song I, I don't even know who Joni Mitchell is <laughs> what <laughs> I don't I mean should I right, we're just gonna just gonna move on past <laughs> that statement holy cow is your dad gonna get mad at me about that I think most people will but you don't know who Joni Mitchell is I mean, I might know. I just don't recognize the name, I guess. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> just can't believe that just came out of your mouth. All right. I mean, it's true. Sorry. Culture yourself, you uncultured swine. Culture myself. I don't know. I don't listen to anything out of the 60s, so. <laughs> Bro. Stop. Just stop know. right I there. I don't know where she... <laughs> just just stop stop while you're already behind I can keep going if you want no <laughs> this is more interesting than the album was though was it it wasn't that bad man I mean it was kind of bad but I I love this though that it you know was well received by alternative metal music <laughs> critics garnered favorable reviews that drew comparisons to the work of Black Sabbath and Patti Smith like are we listening to the same fucking album? Because there's no way in my life that I would compare these two together. I, I could kind of see the Black Sabbath. Just I like can see the Patti Smith more than I can see really? the Black Sabbath. The only thing they have in common with Black Sabbath is they both down-tune their guitars and put distortion on it in some yeah. points. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Mrs. Jones, by the way, was a song that went on way too long. <laughs> And sucked the entire five minutes and 25 seconds. I don't that's, even know what that song was about. I don't either. Good Sister, Bad Sister. Mm-hmm. That no. was that was a weird song. I don't know if they were, she was like talking about incest or something. But Yeah, the, I do. It was some perspective of, I, I'm assuming the brother, uh, who was, you know, he would look at his sister and he'd be like, I want her, but I can't have her. And like, talk about how beautiful she is. I'm like. Is weird to listen to. I don't yeah, like it does this. say Love's lyrics on the album are often presented in an abstract narrative form and described desperate scenes of graphic violence, death, and female sexuality. Mm-hmm. Dude, this Wikipedia article has more depth than this album does. <laughs> it has the depth that we were supposed to feel in the songs, but we yeah. didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I... This album is not for me. No. Because I am a, you know, mid-30s adult male. And I didn't listen to this when I was one years old. Bro, I'm just not big in the hardcore punk scene. Or apparently I'm not a big noise rock fan or art punk. Why not, man? You don't like art punk? I don't even know what the fuck art punk is, but if it's that... I don't either. Anyways. Yeah, moving on. Yeah, should we get on to her next album here? Yeah. Live Through This, 1994. I gave this album a B. I thought it was pretty solid. Um, they changed their sound yeah, they did. on this album. And it's not like the hardcore you know, garage band sounding like they had on the first album. Um, I think that they had more songwriting on this album. 
I agree with cleaner that. sound. Her vocals sound a little bit better. Um, her vocals really don't change that much through her entire career. Um, I wouldn't say that she's a good singer in any sort. She's a vocalist. Um, yeah, that's for sure. But I I thought it was better um, than, you know, the first album by a long shot. Uh, there were rumors that this part of these part of this album was written by Kurt Cobain because at this point they were either dating or married I can't remember but they were in a relationship when this album came out um, but the big songs on this album which were Violet and Doll Parts they apparently were written before they got together okay so there are other songs though who knows we'll never know maybe. They were, maybe they weren't ghostwritten by Kurt Cobain, but you know, um, this album did go platinum, I think, or it was pretty big for a while. And I think, uh, it was considered one of the best albums of the nineties, which is kind of saying a lot because I thought it was okay. Yeah. So did I. Yeah. What did you think of this album? I think this is Hole's best album, but okay. I'm I'm gonna also lead this off with I don't think it's that great. <laughs> but no. what I do like is that it changes their sound away from the hardcore punk, but it still keeps some of that same energy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you're not gonna get that in the next few, like the same rawness energy yeah. that you would find. And I like that. So a lot of songs are upbeat and up tempo. And I you know, I didn't read the Wikipedia page for it, I'm kinda of scrolling through it right now. Mm-hmm. But I would have I would have my one of my big talking points would have been that I feel like this was heavily like influenced by what Nirvana was coming out with at the time. Yeah. And which would make sense if he did ghostwrite some of the songs. But even not, it still makes sense since they were dating. So if she was taking things from what he was writing, yep. like, oh, I like that sound, and then trying to incorporate it in her own way. Yeah, which is, I think, uh, one one of the things that she wanted to do was she wanted to be commercially successful. Yeah. Like Nirvana, you know. Um, so she, at the, I think I read that she took some of those elements and tried to create a commercially successful album, which, I mean, reviews say it was good. Yeah. So. And I, I definitely think it was the better of their four albums. Yeah. But, you know, and I agree, because she said she wanted to record the record to be shocking to people who think that we don't have a soft edge, but maintain heart sensibility. And I think she, she they blended that well. I don't want to yeah. say just she, because, you know, there's the rest of them. Yeah. Um... You know, when I talked about like not liking hardcore punk, but liking things that draw from punk elements, mm-hmm. there was a lot of that I felt in this one where they did get away from the hardcore punk of just, you know, loud and fast and aggressive, mm-hmm. but still were able to keep those tones and then merge them with kind of what Nirvana was trying to write at the yeah, time. more alternative rock type I mean, thing. I still think everything Nirvana wrote is probably better than this, but... <laughs> I you mean, know. Nevermind is... Yeah. You, you really can't compare a lot of albums to Nevermind. Right. So. But, and I'm not going to add most a lot of these songs to any playlist I write, but... Yeah. I did think what she set out to do, like, to merge those two together, I think they did very well. Yeah. And I, like I said, I think the upbeat and aggressiveness with just the, the, um, the change in sound and the farther songwriting ability really did well. And I see why this... I see why this album... Is one of their is is considered like a classic album yeah. for the time for the genre, you know it's like punk in the '90s. I see why this album is there, so mm-hmm. I give it credit for that. 
But personally, I'm not a fan of this album. <laughs> I think I think a lot of it has to do with, like you said, her vocals don't get any better, and she's more of a just this is just a vocalist, like yeah. Dave she's, yeah, she's not a singer, and it just I don't know, it doesn't do it for me overall. But yeah. I I definitely see where this sound came from and or like why it gets the critical acclaim and all that it does yeah and I, again I wouldn't be surprised if Cobain wrote in the background some of the songs mm-hmm. because this even sounds different from what they come on the next few albums yeah which yeah this this album is definitely for its time yeah you know, 92 I believe but I can also see that if you're a no, fan 94, of sorry. if you're a fan of rock or if you're a fan of rock if you're a fan of punk yeah. You would like this album, or this would be considered one of the classic. Yeah. But, yeah, for me, it still kind of just ends up in the C range. Mm-hmm. I, li- I like what it did, and I like that sh- they managed to meet the goal they were trying to make with the album, but in the subjective terms of music, for me, this isn't something I'm going to probably come back and listen to. Yeah. It's actually um kind of interesting, at least for me. Uh, there's another band that I listen to, whose uh, name is I Set to Kill, and they did a cover of Doll Parts, and that was the first time I ever heard this song, and I didn't know that it was a cover of this. Um, and I don't know which one I like better. I like both of them. But I thought that was kind of interesting. I was like, oh, wow. I was like, I wonder if this was a cover of somebody else, but this was Hole's original song. So, but, yeah, I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. thought it was pretty decent and definitely an album of its time so given the atmosphere with grunge starting to come up and alternative rock in the 90s you know coming up so all right should we uh head on to the next album here yeah celebrity skin celebrity skin 1998 i believe yeah 1998 celebrity skin um so i gave this album a B plus. I thought it was pretty solid still. Um, Celebrity Skin is a huge song. I mean, I'm not saying it's like an amazing song, but it's pretty big. And I think if you were to look on any 90s, you know, like rock playlist, this song is going to be on there. Um, because it's pretty good and it's short too. It's only 2 minutes and 42 seconds. But I also liked Malibu. I like Dying. I like Northern Star thought those were all really good songs too in my opinion um this song is definitely more radio friendly or this album sorry is more radio friendly they took away from a lot of the like aggressiveness that they had on the first two albums and this is this is the one that i see them trying to be like the big um big rock band for that year you know whatever when this album came out so um I thought it was okay. I actually have heard of the uh, the Japanese special edition came out with a song that has an additional song on there, "Best Sunday Dress." I actually do like that song. Um, I know you probably didn't listen to it, but um, yeah, I thought it was part of the original album. But then, you know, I guess it was. Yeah, they sampled that song on a uh, Star Belly. They did. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's one of the samples in there. That and Rihanna. Yeah. Rihanna. Yeah. 
But yeah, overall, I thought it was pretty decent. I had a good time listening to it. It's a little long. Oh, yeah. 50 minutes. But yeah, Andy, what did you think of this album? I think it was having like another C, C plus. Like Celebrity Skin. I didn't realize how many songs were released co-written by Billy Corgan. Yeah. So, I mean, that probably helps with a little bit. But mm-hmm. this gets more... Like I said, this loses some of the aggressiveness that I liked out of the second album that mm-hmm. they kept and just kind of went the calmer way. I know they they said they were trying to write like a California album in the 19... Or in, in 97. Yeah, this is... Be. More like rock-fueled pop music. Yeah. Kind of. And this ventures more into alternative rock, which we all, I think at this point... You don't like... ...know how much I enjoy my alternative rock music. (laughs) And I don't know. I mean, Slurdy Skin was good, but then I just kind of felt like it just kind of got boring after that. Mm -hmm. I will agree. Like, the songs were arranged well. Like, the songwriting was way better than anything they had done to this point. Yeah. I think a lot of that goes with. I mean, there's so many writers on these songs, and mm-hmm. the ones that um, Corgan wrote were probably like the best arranged. I'm not a huge Smashing Pumpkins, but I thought you know, I I don't think this album is better than the one before it though. Yeah, but it is the most cons- commercially successful album. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just kind of got. I don't want to say bored listening to it, but it just wasn't. It didn't catch my attention. For all the problems the first two albums had, yeah. it at least caught my attention on a lot of the songs. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like it was just another band of the 90s at the time going for that 90s sound. Yeah. Which is what I started to feel like on this album. That's it's fair. I, I get that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't really have... A lot to say. To say about this album. I just did not enjoy this album as much. I like Celebrity Skin. Yeah. Not, not a ton, but it's a decent song. And I see why it's their biggest song. It's definitely their best song. Yeah, I would but say it's probably their best song. I wouldn't. Overall. Yeah, I wouldn't say this album was bad by any means, but it just wasn't. wasn't for me. This yeah. is one of those bands that's just okay. Yeah, it's okay, and they're not really. You know, they started with the hardcore punk, and then it gets more into hardcore, and then it gets into alternative rock, and it's like, okay, well, those are genres that I'm not. <laughs> I'm not like of. I'm not closing out in my mind, but it's like it's gonna take. Something special, it's special to, to make me, you know, get back into it. Yeah, that's fair. So, but yeah, I thought it was okay. Pretty I could definitely solid. see how this is a band. Like at at this point, that would be up your alley with what you like. Maybe not like you're gonna crush out listening yeah. to the whole all the time, but I can yeah. see why you would enjoy this more than I enjoy it. Yeah. So, I know how much you don't like alternative rock. It's, it's just <laughs> not for me, man. We keep trying, but <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll find one eventually. Yeah, eventually, there's got to be one out there, right? Yeah, that even if you even if you don't love that, you'll just be like, they're pretty solid. I enjoyed it. Yeah, you know. So it's just I don't know. Alt rock just always seems to bore me. It's always just too too slow. It's like kind of what you're talking about for country. The last mm-hmm. songs are just too slow. And then... Okay. All right. Should we head on to Hole's next album here? Yeah. Their most recent release. Nobody's Daughter. 2010. There's a big gap here in between uh, when this album came out and when the previous album came out, Celebrity Skin. So, Andy, what did you think of this glorious album? <laughs> okay, well, that's high praise coming right out the gate. But 
I don't know. I felt I still gave this one like a C C plus. Mm-hmm. Um, this this if the other one was into alternative rock, this one was alternative rock. Yeah. And I don't know. I always feel like bands that were big like a few decades ago, and they come out with a new album. To me, it's never gonna sound the same. It's always gonna kind of like in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, well, was somebody running out of money, and they're like, bring the band back together. Yeah. We need to new put album. out another album. <laughs> My cocaine problems are costing me too much money. <laughs> but Okay, Steven Tyler. <laughs> oh, Love began writing material on lockdown in a rehabilitation center following a protracted cocaine addiction. Yep. Wow, that was topical. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's just kind of... Nothing really stood out to me. I guess Skinny Little Bitch was okay. Yeah. Probably be the only song I kind of like. It caught my attention. Mm-hmm. I, the folk rock elements in this album were weird. See, I don't, I don't get what folk rock is because it just sounded like just regular alternative rock. Like there was no distinguishing thing that I heard when I listened to this album that was like, yeah, that's folk rock. Like what, the, what the hell does that even mean? I don't get it. Folk rock is, well, I mean, obviously it's a combination of folk music and yeah, rock music. But so. I didn't get that off of any of these songs. I don't feel like if you, if you downtune Bob Dylan and tried to put it into a song. That's close to what you're going to get, and it's just like, okay. You're taking the worst parts of folk music and the worst <laughs> parts of rock, and you're putting them together. <laughs> Not making either of them better. You're just making them both yeah. worse. <laughs> um, there's a lot of, yeah, 70s bands that played folk rock. It's just, it works for some people. Mm-hmm. Did not work in this album, I felt. Okay. That's fair. But I can see why... You, you would think it just sounds just like rock, but yeah. Yeah. It This was, yeah, this is just not, just kind of felt, it felt like kind of a cash grab, like again, you mm-hmm. know. Although I was surprised to see Billy Corgan came back and wrote on this album again. I didn't know Billy Corgan was so tied in with Hole. <laughs> like. <laughs> he did a, he did a couple songs here. Yeah, but I, it just, it just seems weird. Like the guy is not even a part of the band. Or anything, he he doesn't produce the albums, but he yeah, just a he just writes the songs, just with a them. band friend. Yeah, know. it's just it, so. it's an interesting. Way. That might be one band that from the alternative rock that you might like. <laughs> sorry, bless you. Just could hold that one in. Or Gazuntite for our I've tried religious friends. So long for so. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> hold it in. I've always been successful with. Yeah. Um. Well, for this album, for me. I gave it a C to a C minus. There wasn't, there wasn't anything that I really enjoyed on this album. No. And, um, you can kind of hear it. It's uh, part of it. Part of this album was written before she went into rehab, and then part of it was written after she got out of rehab. And the ones that she wrote out of rehab were all acoustic guitar, and it was just her. Man, I did not like those songs. She I, found herself, man. Okay. Yeah, I did her not and her guitar. Like those songs. They were I felt like they went on too long and they weren't even that long. Like <laughs> <laughs> like they were they were is the last three or four songs on the album. And you know, it's 325, 454, 420. I mean, they're not super long, but No, but they're not short. I was like, oh. you, like I don't want to hear her whining about I don't know. It's just, 
just Mia felt like she was just whining about things that she did to herself. No, I agree. It just definitely so, was. It's like nobody. Listen to my plight. Yeah. Yeah. But I I guess I guess skinny little bitch was okay, like you said. Um, but I didn't really feel any connection or anything. Yeah, any connection or any like um like there was any inspiration behind this album other than just I need to put something out because I'm running out I of can't money. Run out, I can't live off Kurt Cobain's money anymore. <laughs> Or whatever. Maybe GoFundMe wasn't a thing yet. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I think this album did not receive well. No. In, from the critics either. So. And I can see just why. Because it was, it seemed uninspired and kind of just thrown together. And also because it was written, you know, like when she was out of rehab and then after she, or before she went in and then after she got out. So. That'd be a fun. Okay, it wouldn't be fun, but it'd be an interesting, would be a better term, like a double record, right? Like if somebody had a fucking problem with drugs, they wrote the first half of, they wrote one record yeah. pre-rehab, and they wrote one record post-rehab. After. I wonder what, I wonder what it would sound, sound like. like. Yeah, I think, I think this album would have been better if she would have kept those separate. Yeah. Instead of just tacking them on at the end there. That's what I'm saying. I like to see that from like a good songwriter, like, you know. Yeah, you go in pre rehab with Man, all your addictions. Yeah, we're just gonna gloss over that along with the Joey hey. Mitchell comment, uh, and then you know I mean, one post. Technically, we kind of have seen something like that. What? The Dave? No, no, I want like a double <laughs> album. <laughs> okay, okay, that's fair. Not not one that's like, you know, pre rehab, few years later, post rehab. I want one like. Back you go back. in the studio right before you go into rehab. You finish that yeah. rehab. I mean, that could be a life's goal. I'll get addicted to drugs and write music. No, I'm just kidding. And then you come out and you have your second half of your album. One album, double-sided, okay. pre and post rehab. Like I wonder a, what it would sound like. I feel like something like that. But, I don't know. But yeah, that would be interesting just to hear the style change or like yeah. the the lyrical content change and things like that. So I think that would be pretty interesting too. wonder if there's anything like that out there. Probably not. Like probably not that exact. Yeah. I or think what you're going to find is closest to what this album is. Wrote one album kind of wrote pre songs they brought in from before we have. And then after. Yeah. But I'm talking one like that was the, that was the goal. Mm-hmm. Like see what the songwriting sounds like post. Yeah. Um, all right, Andy. What would you give Hole? Like a C. Probably never going to come back and check out. <laughs> I mean, I've known Slavery Skin forever, and I think I've maybe listened to it like a few times. It's just never yeah. been a band that's on my radar. One I've known, but... Yeah. And probably, I think, for a good reason, as they go into from punk rock to alternative rock. Like I said, just not genres that are going to... Something I'm going to sit down and listen to. So. Yeah. Something you're like, yes, we got another alternative rock band. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Uh... I would, I'd give her like a C plus, maybe okay. a B minus. This band, um, the most of the songs that I do like from this band were off of Celebrity Skin, um, and I think it was just because they were more catchy, more the radio friendly thing, um, which isn't always a bad thing, but I didn't relate anything on the first album. The second album had some decent songs, but 
you know, again, there was only a couple that I liked. Celebrity Skin had the most songs that I liked, and then this last song was like, ugh. Yeah, I agree with Kid. that. And it was also this last the song longest, was long. As it was 55 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, come on. Yeah. So, overall, okay. Yeah. I heard that she did put out a solo album. Nope. And it was, from the reviews, it was horrendous. I maybe, believe it. Maybe we'll do them. No. That album one day. Oh, God. I mean, it's only one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't be in a rush to pick that. Oh, maybe it'll be my next week. Oh, great. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Just to get it out of the way. Yeah. So it won't be looming in the back of your mind. <laughs> All right, Andy. What do we got coming uh, up here? We got a little bit of a longer band. <sighs> We're looking at 10 albums. Jesus Christ. Is a buck ahead? No, I said 10, not 256. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, 10 albums. Are they long? I have no idea. Have you ever heard of this band before? Yes. Have you listened to any of their stuff? Yes. Okay. Who do we got? Nonpoint. Okay. Yep. New metal, rap metal. Yeah. We should do Nothing Face next. Oh, God. <laughs> and then we'll tie it into... <laughs> so, check out some Nonpoint. Nonpoint. Okay, I... I might have heard like one song by you them. You definitely heard. Because it's on Rock Band, right? I think I bought it for Rock yeah, Band. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the only song. And we've I seen heard. them in concert, so. Yeah, I have no recollection of that. <laughs> so. I, I don't even remember the headliner was, to be honest. But I remember we saw them in concert. Uh, well, it was a band that I got turned on to by my friend John. It wasn't Hell Yeah, was it? Maybe, no. it might have been. I don't know. And now I'm now I'm curious who we saw in nine point because I do not recall them and and I recall Ice Earth like and that was a band that we thought would just fade away and anyways yeah, yeah. nine point ten ohms check us out next week for nine point thank you for listening.